happy new year. I hope you had a good start to 2020. Um, Thank you for joining me for this sort of part two episode. If you haven't listened to the first part, uh, check out last week's um, podcast because it was my Anderton's interview from 2017. Today is going to be Anderton's 2019. (laughs) Anderton's Mary Spender 2.0. Another Captain Meets episode. It was great to come back with a story and um, a real stance on some of the things that I have witnessed and been through over the past two years of actually doing all of this and now being a full-time musician. Um, It's not necessarily a completely positive interview. I'm not there. I don't mean that. I mean, it's a very realistic interview. I'm being much more of a realist nowadays and uh, talking through problems with other people that um, are in the same sort of arena as it were Um, and with Lee we get into some really uh, crucial stuff that I think needs to be spoken about a little bit more Um, and it's it's all the things that you might be scared of if you are thinking about starting a a YouTube music career of some kind Um, it's it's just sensible to face these sorts of things head on. I am always slightly nervous when I um, start making a <laughs> an opinion known um, because obviously everyone has their own opinion, um, but I feel like I can uh, talk about this sort of stuff because I'm living it every day. So I'm just trying to be honest and open and realistic and um, help show, you know, whoever is maybe trying to um, embark on their own music career exactly where the hurdles are and then also the positives out of all this too and the freedom and the exciting things and um, yeah, so (laughs) that's me prefacing this 2019 interview with Lee Anderton. Um, and I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. They have sponsored uh, a majority of season one. And this is the last episode of my Tuesday Talks podcast season one. We will come back next week with season two. I'm just going to forge ahead and make sure I upload every single Tuesday in 2020. And um, it's just going to take, uh, it's just going to evolve. It's not necessarily going to change. It's just going to evolve, um, be slightly more focused um, slightly more really educational, um, put a spin on that. But uh, anyway, DistroKid, DistroKid. Uh, I have been releasing my Lone Wolf EP individually um, on streaming services using DistroKid. And if you want to get your own music, whatever kind of music, it is not genre specific, Um you can be releasing instrumental music. You could be releasing covers for a little extra charge. Um, any kind of original music, whatever you write. If you want your music up on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Google Play, Tidal, YouTube, TikTok, um, and you want to keep 100% of your royalties. If you want to get paid monthly, if you uh, want to only pay for a year um, to upload unlimited albums and songs, then DistroKid is the service for $19.99 a year. And there is a um, link in the description uh, if you want to get 7% off. I've got a special link. So go and click on that and um, you will get 7% off $19.99 for your first year. So I want to say massive thanks to DistroKid for all their help in 2019 and early into 2020. Um, I will hopefully only be doing more with them um and yeah let's get into part two of my Anderton's interviews this is me talking with Lee Anderton um at the end of 2019 and uh yeah really really hope you enjoy it remember to um say hey on my uh, all my social media channels Instagram YouTube Twitter 
all that sort of stuff, just find me, Mary Spender. Um, go over to my Patreon page if you are interested in signing up there. There will be a lot of exclusive content on my Patreon page in 2020. Um, basically, just trying to grow everything, get everything um, really consistent and uh, just, you know, improve my output. So thank you very much for listening to season one um, of Tuesday Talks, the podcast Next week, we will start season two. And um, yeah, let's just get into it. Here is my conversation with Lee Anderton. Hi, my name is Mary Spender, and you are listening to Tuesday, 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 Tuesday Talks. been two years uh yeah two and a bit what a meteoric rise to success it has been in that time i don't know about that but thank you no it's cool so welcome to another episode on anderton's tv we've had some fun today um mary and i have been trying to hook up together again to do some more filming for Mm -hmm. what seems like a year and we finally got together today and it's been great we've done two songs yep one of which might be in this video and one of which will be separate and um, yeah, it just seems like yesterday that I'd said, hey, Mary, I've seen you on YouTube and you've got like 5,000 followers or something. I didn't even have that. Really? No, it was like 3,000. And I was like, but I like what you do. Come on, tell yeah. the world. And then what happened? I'm, I mean, well, thanks to Anderton's, it, it blew up my channel. It was going to anyway. Well, We just jumped onto know. your coattails. It all kind of just worked out. Like, I'm still doing it. I think that's the fun part. It's like, it's still, 
still part of my thing and it's very much my thing and it's 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 grown so rapidly yet it I've put in a lot of work as well so like it's been every week for the last three years and um yeah but that is the I think now you know even my uh six-year-old daughter who at a recent uh you know school's um you know day that they had and uh everyone was like so what do you want to do when you grow up oh no and there's six-year-old girls and probably boys as well all going you know i want to be on youtube or yeah. you know it's like it's not a real job <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> but but maybe that's just me being old school it is a real job and you are testament to the fact that you've made it your job so you know so if someone out there is going okay i might be a bit late to the party now but that looks like a cool career what have they got to do i i mean it could be late to the party for some uh, realms of YouTube. I don't. I don't know about anything mm. other than guitar. But I feel like um, with guitar, if you have something to share that's slightly different to what other people are sharing, and also no one's lived your life, so mm. you have a different story to tell. I think that's what's super interesting, and people are always going to want to watch that. Um, so I think you have to have the skill set to be able to make something unique. So I think if you just want to be a YouTuber, then that might be quite difficult but if you're a musician and you want to use YouTube as a tool to get your music heard then um, it's, it's most definitely still which one still is it there. do you think then and you know is it is your YouTube personality Mary Spender there to promote your music or is your music part of promoting a, like a Mary Spender personality because then that's you know there's uh, there's uh, an income to be made mm-hmm. from being a personality as well as there is being a musician I know, I know the two are interlinked but I'm interested to see you know philosophically which do you, you know as I say is the music there to kind of just be part of your personality and it's sort of a bigger YouTube thing or is is it all about pushing the music um, I think it's now it's it's different than maybe it, where it was but it, it's always about the music like I think me playing and singing up on stage is still the goal yeah um but it's now not as much of the priority i don't need to do that all the time i can come home and make a few videos and really enjoy that too it's just a different art form um and i'm not too sensitive about it i I mean i i get asked it a little bit uh, quite often by um other musicians too where they're like well i don't want to be seen as anything other than an artist i don't want to be seen as a youtuber and i'm like well it's it's a very difficult thing nowadays you can't just be an artist without having a social media presence of some kind so either you're going to be called a youtuber or an instagram yeah, or I think something like that so you might as well just you're definitely display part yourself of you're part of that first wave i think of um musicians that have um become popular on youtube and you do you you get this kind of like oh you're a youtuber musician you know it's almost like somehow that's not that's, yeah. that's not like a proper I'm not sure if I'm the musician. first wave though I think you know Sean Mendes um, Justin Bieber they were the ones who sure. quit YouTube to become obviously international mm. su- superstars I think I'm just the working musician who's on YouTube but l- much later to the party yeah. in that sense but now it's not like it's not like I'm using it just as a tool to then quit it and then yeah. move on to just doing pop music it's just like no this is this is me you'll see my journey yeah. I'll always keep it as a priority because I really enjoy it like I I just I'm not so fickle that I need to be seen as something when I'm like oh it's just me so when you it's only ever just me again I, th- I think this will be useful because if this is the first time you've seen Mary on YouTube which I'd be surprised if it is but if it is there is a sort of the, the, the interview that I did with Mary a couple of years ago explains more of the sort of like the life story up to that point so yeah. we're not going to kind of go over that again but if we go back to kind of where we left off which was you were still working nine to five. Yeah. Trying to um, make music and make videos at the same time. Yeah. So how do you, I know you're fortunate now that you don't have to nine to five job it anymore, but during that time, what was the, um, how are you balancing everything? I mean, is it just, do you sack, is that it? Is that just life, it just overwhelms? It did get a little bit overwhelming and um, I had to make a few sacrifices, which I think now it was totally worth it at the time it was quite like I had a few difficult discussions with um, you know whether you're in a relationship with someone whether you're friends with someone like cancelling plans because you're making YouTube videos that don't earn you any money is a tricky thing 
to say and justify. Um, but now, you know, even telling my parents when they were like, why aren't you gigging as much? And I was like, well, I'm going to sit at home and I'm going to make videos. And they were like, okay, go off, do your thing. We've, you know, we have no skin in the game. Just go off, do your thing as long as you're happy. Yeah. And now it's supporting everything I do, like releasing a record, um, getting to travel a lot, living my dream. It's not, a, it's not the dream for everyone to sit and make videos all the time and yeah. about cool nerdy stuff that I like but it's my thing and also as an independent musician I don't have a manager I still don't you know I don't need a record label anymore um not that I ever did ever have the opportunity to even go down that route mm. but it's just like well this is all me every bit of work I put in now feeds me yeah it's not feeding anyone else it's just in the it kind of it's it's more satisfying for me yeah. personally to be in control of everything this way when you first realized that you wanted to give up your job um to do this full time what was it that was I, i'm tr i'm trying to sort of hone in sort of i know it sounds awful you talk about sort of the commercials of it and but you know you have to pay rent and buy food yeah. and all this kind of mm -hmm. stuff so which came first you know was it was it an increased interest in your music and therefore more income coming from your music or was it doing demos or was it the ad revenue from the videos i mean what what well, if you had to sort of almost transition. build the blocks what what kind of what well, comes first so the first thing i will suggest is don't give up your day job for for mm. youtube unless you are using streams of income like patreon mm -hmm. like patreon was huge for me that i have a, a 250 people who pay a, a, a subscription mm -hmm. to exclusive content, music, all that stuff. That is incredibly important to me. So that was building. I started that in November 2017 um, when the YouTube channel was super small and I had, I crossed over. So I went from a day job that was completely unrelated to the music mm -hmm. industry to a career job, which was utterly fantastic and life-changing that I was in for 18 months. That helped everything mm -hmm. because they allowed me to do YouTube as long as it was on my own time which it was um, I actually didn't work five days a week I worked four days a week which we negotiated at the beginning I knew I needed an extra day mm -hmm. to do YouTube and um, you know through that through people I met through that job um, just having like a little bit of money to be able to book a flight to go somewhere like Norway mm -hmm. and do a collaboration with someone like Leo like yeah. it just gave me a little bit more freedom to pursue those opportunities then it was a big transition to it was a it was a tough decision to to go from a career music industry job which I'm also fascinated in like I love music business mm -hmm. and stuff like that to then just being a full-time artist and thinking okay what well, if I don't do it now when the hell am I going to do it and I hit a hundred thousand subscribers and that was when I had the conversation and I was like okay I think this is enough proof yeah so I was incredibly safe yeah I don't recommend that anyone just quits their day job and pursues something that is so fickle, so nerve-wracking, so much hard work, mentally very challenging, YouTube comments, like all that sort of stuff, like you yeah. have to build up to that. And that's what I like about oh, yeah. YouTube in comparison to maybe like a traditional record industry or like the X Factor. It's like YouTube grows steadily every single day. Like you yeah. might have spikes, but it grows you can adjust a lot easier. Mm -hmm. um, oh, you mean relative to being relative, nobody one day and an international yeah, pop star the next? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Men, like, we know about musicians and mental health. Like, it's, they don't, sometimes they don't uh, play ball in terms of, like, how a musician can deal with something like that. It's just, it's very tricky, and I just think people should be much more aware of it and just don't wish to make it tomorrow. Mm. Like, enjoy the journey. It's funny, isn't it, that we were talking earlier about you, you sort of it's hard to be sympathetic towards somebody who appears to have everything yeah um, particularly you know when the megastar level mm -hmm. and yet are still you know deeply sensitive and hurt by all the negativity that's thrown at you through uh, YouTube and I do think or just generally in life but well, particularly for us sort of YouTubers but you've got to be quite thick skinned and constantly remind yourself that it's these people don't really know me and well I think it's even more admirable I mean I've had my fair share of comments mm. on YouTube and that's fine I can compartmentalize that now and I can rationalize it in quite a 
satisfying way that I'm just like, I don't need to worry about that. I can't. I can't worry about it, otherwise yeah. it will destroy me. Yeah. But the thing I'm more admirable about with superstars is that they not only have YouTube comments, but they have like mass media making yeah. up rumors about them that everyone trusts. And professional Maybe criticism not so much anymore. as well. Professional you criticism. You know, as in, I didn't, you know, somebody writes in a magazine that they, exactly. this here's all the reasons why I didn't like their latest exactly. music or film or, And yeah. that's kind of where I'm, I'm like, okay, your audience does have to like what you're doing, mm. but listening to all those criticisms and stuff, I just sort of, I'm too, I'm too nervous to even try and think about that. Like, I, it, it's just, it's just too much. So I think... The steady progression, also knowing that you're kind of in control, like I can make my videos, I, go, I don't have to worry about um, writing certain types of songs, I'll just write the music that feels mm -hmm. good, I don't have to be writing all the time, um, and then I can go and record something, hire musicians on my own volition, make sure they're happy <laughs> as well, no one's getting, I don't know, messed about and um and then the record will come out when i'm ready to release it not yeah. when it needs to be out by someone else's timeline so you had quite a big subscriber base i think before you then gave up your job didn't you hundred thousand that's yeah. that's i remember when we got our i was very safe button a hundred thousand I, I just thought you know that's it we've you made we've it made it you know a little deep you know uh yeah it's how little do you yeah. realize just how much bigger the world is out there but well i think also it helps that i'm I'm 29 now. Like I'm not 19. I'm not trying to yeah. rush into anything. I, I want to be doing this for the next 50 yeah. years. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just be safe. Make sure I don't have anything. Um, I can imagine even that, you know, being 19 again and having 150, 200,000 subscribers. And I'd be an idiot. despite the fact <laughs> that you might have 99% positive comments, just dealing with the 1% yeah. that are brutal at that age. It's uh, at any age, but at that age particularly as well, you know, particularly if you've got insecurities as well. It's just like... Well, they're the worst <sighs> ones when, when they're slightly true. Well... That's the, that is obviously the worst one, but... But I, slightly true, even... They're still not entirely I, true. I know what you mean by there's an element of truth in something, but it's it's still m more... I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I sometimes feel like the, the, the platform providers have need to take more responsibility for what they allow people to say. I don't know. I think it has to come down to the person nowadays. Like, I was thinking about it with some friends, and I, I truly believe that um, the bullied can become the bully very quickly. So I don't respond to anything. Mm. If there's anything nasty, other people in the comments who are fans will, will you know, argue my case yeah. without me having to which is a very luxurious position to be in I just step away I don't even look at it but all I'm thinking is like sometimes if a person one is willing to say that sort of stuff they're probably not entirely happy mm -hmm. because when do you take five minutes out of your day to absolutely rinse someone not very often well, I don't know Pete, Pete and I we take Pete, I mean, definitely Pete every day. more That's than fine. five minutes I mean he deserves it he deserves it <laughs> Um, but my thing now is like, I wonder whether would your wife, would your mother, would your daughter still respect you and vice versa, would your husband, you know, mm. whoever, whoever you're with, whoever's your family. I like to think that most people want to be respected and admired by their own close loved ones. Mm. You kind of hope that's the thing. If they saw the things that you were posting underneath my videos, yeah. do you think they'd still feel that way? No, and, and like, that's mm, the anonymity that allows it, isn't it? Yeah, but some some of it's not anonymous. Mm. Anyway, I don't I don't really like talking about it all that much because yeah. it's just like it's part of the game. I you're always going to have criticism, it, whether you have a group of mm. students and you're a university lecturer, you're going to have criticism. Yeah. If you have an audience, you get it. So um, yeah, you should, I I, think, I don't know if you've done any extended video on this kind of stuff but I think you handle um, you handle that side of YouTube I think I could be better than anyone I know that's on YouTube I literally I promise agree you, with you. It, it, it's <laughs> no. you you probably get yeah I guess as a female artist you get criticisms that male artists you know well, not criticism is the wrong word t posts that male artists probably just don't have to deal with in, a, in that with types of posts yeah and yet uh, yeah, you rise above it in a way that um, lots of other people I know that have been doing it longer than you have and are older and probably don't get half as many criticisms don't, you know, still. But 
You should do it. You should because I think that's that's probably the most dangerous part. I think of, of social media generally is getting sucked into the negativity. Sometimes I think, so I think the, it's the to... easiest way, and I, I know it's hard because like sometimes when you had like when I was in my nine to five job, mm. um, on my lunch breaks I would respond to every single comment underneath my video because there, there it wasn't getting many hits, but and there wasn't getting many comments, but it would double the comments. Mm. I was creating conversations. It was lovely, really, really lovely environment. And then you get exposed to a larger audience, whether it's through another channel, whether it's through a, a more successful video. And people are going to feel like it's forced upon them sometimes. So you kind of just have to grin and bear it a little bit. Like, you're like, okay, they will go away or they'll learn to love it. Yeah. Or they'll like, you know, be horrible for a second. And then sometimes I get comments where it's like, I really didn't like you at first, but now I really... So and so, and it's just it's just strange. Cause I get the opposite. You, you were all right at the beginning, but now you're so annoying. It's like, get I off mean, my it, TV will get screen. To, it will get to that stage for me too. Um, I I don't know. I just think, what do you want? If you're a musician, you're gonna have to have some criticism. If you want to play in front of people, not everyone's going mm. to like it. Um, so I don't know. Like, what what's the other option? I just sit and cower in my yeah, studio. Yeah, stay in, well, stay in your stay nine in. to five job and don't put yourself, don't put your head above the parapet. But know, exactly, like, and, but that wasn't an option because yeah. I was completely smothered by the finance job. Yeah, like the finance, it was fine. It was a good, it was a good safe job, um, but it, it, I was trapped because I was doing music at the weekends in pub gigs, cover gigs, which I really enjoyed, but I knew I didn't want to be doing it yeah. forever in that realm, and I just, I. I didn't have any other choice. Yeah. Like if I was going to do this, I was I was going to be doing it alone because I didn't have any interest from anyone yeah. else. Yeah. Because I wasn't making commercial music and I also wasn't all that great. Like I was <laughs> I, I was still learning my craft, still practicing everything, like still figuring stuff out and I remember coming on here playing Primrose with you. And the reaction to that song that I'd been playing for 3 years beforehand was insane like I couldn't believe it people suddenly liked it they were like oh this is a good song and and that kind of just gave me a little bit of confidence to be like okay I don't need to search for um other people's opinions all the time yeah I can trust myself sometimes sometimes I make terrible music but people just won't <laughs> listen to it I make terrible videos sometimes people just don't watch them like it's fine you're not going to be consistent the whole time and that's what I actually love about YouTube I love that you'll have a little bit of success and then you'll fail the next video and I love that I, I love that challenge I, I really just don't mind failing at all well, I mean and that's <laughs> I, I think, think that's a, the key to it yeah, just fail but, over and over and over again I think that you yeah, there's a lot of truth in a, in a sort of a slightly joking comment like that I really do but I failed from a very early age so like I failed at music I failed exams there's I no failed. such thing as failing there's only learning well, I but I literally failed things over and over again. Didn't get into things just, that I was meant to get into. It's just learning how to like do that. things differently. It's not failing. Well, and also um, until you're now my age, or even you know, even if you were fifty, I, I get comments a lot about even people, if you what even if you're just fifty, she says, looking slightly out the side of her eyes, <laughs> no, knowing how I close. Didn't, that I didn't is. even believe your real age earlier. You, I wasn't lying. <laughs> I just mean even if you're 50 <laughs> and nearly dead is what you meant to say no my god you're so not I mean my mother is a great testament she retrained to be a nurse when she was 46 I she qualified say, my mother's 50 and she's still cool anyway come on my mother's 60 I, and still really cool okay not um, that I've got a problem about it or anything like no 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 you obviously don't have any insecurities about your age obviously you know, no <laughs> um I just think uh there's nothing to lose at all. Like you only have so much time on this earth. Like if you're going to do it, just Another you have dig. to. I know. I know. I'm old. <laughs> I don't have much longer left on this earth. I mean, give it that a rest. Is, that is not. That is not my goal. I mean, I get a lot of comments. You must get these too, where it's people saying, "Oh, I feel inspired to pick up the guitar because of your video yeah. or something like that," and I think that's my literal purpose. That's yeah. it now. I've no, just decided, um, like, if people are going to sit down, play guitar, and it's going to be a therapeutic moment for them in life, which is incredibly difficult and tough for the majority of people, um, if that brings some, someone some joy, then I'll just keep waking up and making videos about it. Good because, for you. like, but what else is there? 
Like, I, I mean, we were talking about lonely yeah. rock stars earlier and I'm like, yeah, it gets lonely. If, if you don't build a community and you don't sort yeah. of, it's the same with um, all us, all us YouTubers, all becoming slight, you know, friends. Yeah. All these events that they're putting on and, and um, you're in your studio, you're editing away and then you're putting stuff up online and it's not real human interaction. Then you come across someone who is also doing the same job as you, but in their own way, doing their own thing with their own business plan behind it. Um, and suddenly you have this sort of like, it's like a kindred spirit. And that's really, really helping. Like mm. I've made a lot of very, very good friends who are in different countries all around the world and just they're doing a similar thing and we're all having the same struggles. And yeah, it's, it's just, what do you want to do with your life? If you want to build an audience and be able to get to do the thing yeah. you really want to do, then you just have to get on with it. Okay, so I think, again, for anybody watching this that's thinking, okay, come on, I've got a, I've got a burning passion inside me to do this. I've mm -hmm. got some music or so, anything. could be anything that's yeah. inside of you you want to go and do. Um, does it ever get to the point, or sorry, obviously it does get to the point at some point where the, the money that just the YouTube side of it generates becomes enough to live on. Mm -hmm. But I think in our industry, there's very, very few of those... You know, you get the sort of celebrities that you see in all the newspapers and they've got like a zillion followers and da da da, da. Mm -hmm. I think in our industry, it's quite rare to get to the point where you've got that many followers that you can literally just go, yeah, fine, I, that's, I'm, that will pay all the bills, good life, da, da da So how many different sort of, you know, fingers in different pies do you think you realistically need to just be safe, you know? And, well, nice I think life. Well, you have to kind of analyze your own life as well. Like, where are you spending money? And, and where do you have to spend money? Like, I don't have kids. Um, I don't have a mortgage. You know, if, if you have those sorts of things, then you that might need Aston more. Martin, though, takes the a Aston Martin quid to, to, to keep on the road, doesn't I it? Wish. I mean, <laughs> I wish one day, one day I will be that girl. Um, I think it's really, I know I can live off very little. I I luckily, despite my name, I don't have bad spending habits other than food. I really like food <laughs> um, and and social situations and like seeing friends and stuff. But I, I don't know. I know people also think that I have a um, guitar spending habit, but still with this with this person. Yeah, it's nice to see an old friend. Twenty fifteen, I know, um, which I you know saved up for in my in my finance job, despite everyone thinking that my daddy buys everything, <laughs> which I do get a lot. And um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's really like, it's personal. Like, what, mm. do you, what do you need to spend money on? Um, what do you need? You can live off very little. Uh, are you spending, are you trying to like match your friends but you're, and their well, expectations? I, I, think, I think what I meant was rather than- I know where you're like, going. I was just saying, <laughs> well, it was, it was more like, yeah, you mentioned Patreon. Yeah, Patreon. You know, you've got merch sales, presumably yeah. a little bit. And CDs, t-shirts, definitely. Yeah, so that, I just think it's, I think you should, anybody, you know, launching into a sort of a YouTube thing should, should, should not feel that sort of almost anything's beneath them. And even if something just makes 50 pounds a month or a hundred pounds a month, yeah, you know, it's just up. like, yeah, just, okay, do a little bit of that. Spend, yeah. you know, an hour or two of your month going, I'll see if I can grow that. Maybe I can make it 200 pounds a month. Yeah. And then as you, before you sort of know it, you're going, oh, okay, this life doesn't feel quite so difficult. And if yeah. one of those income streams dries up a little bit it's not like the world is over you say, no. okay i'll find some different ones yeah um, and, and you can be quite matter of fact about it like with my merch store it's not going to be the same as someone else's merch store mm. online like i i like the idea of having cds on there but i want to do sort of um different releases and different sort of drops mm. now um whereas before i was just letting things sit in stock all the time and it's like you have to you have to have business plan. You have to have a business plan and streams of income that you can actually manage. Mm -hmm. If you're not at home sending out merch all the time because you're out on tour, you you need to be wary of that, or you need to be taking it on tour and stuff like that. Um, things like uh, DistroKid for me is the way I put music on Spotify, sell it on iTunes. That's an income stream. Um, YouTube AdSense. It's mm -hmm. never really been um, a lot of money for me because I is steadily growing, but now you know one video has helped mm. and um so it's sort of just sort of making sure that you're there so many people do affiliate links which i don't do just at the moment i just haven't got round to organizing it but that would be another stream of income yeah um people doing guitar courses 
like that is most definitely something I'm looking into and and want to do because I play slightly differently to someone else and maybe people might want to learn that um or my philosophy on songwriting or how I sing so yeah it's loads of loads of different things and then yes sponsored videos like I'm pretty open about them um and then other other opportunities come back I've actually I've actually got one opportunity which I can't talk about yet which is so unlike me um that will uh become public next year that was just an outrageous opportunity is this the thing that you told me about ages ago about sort of possibly possibly I think it is like as in possibly might have something can't see what I'm saying I can't see what I can't even see what you're saying but I I mean yeah I think it's that I think it's I think it's that I think it's that which could be cool it's going to be really cool. But wouldn't it be funny if we're actually talking about two different things? But I think it's really cool. Uh, and it's an, it's an American thing, isn't it, right? Uh, kind of, yeah. Probably two different things. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. No, no, I think it is. I think it is that. And um, yeah, that was an incredibly exciting opportunity. And that came from um, music initially and then through me talking online. And that just... I know what it is. It yeah. is what it, I think yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, That's going to yeah. be awesome. I, I thought know. that was happening already. So that's next no, year. It's it? already happened. Like yes. everything's oh, sorted. I see. Just... Right. It won't come out until next year. Well, so things like that that you'd never even imagine yes. from uploading guitar YouTube videos yeah. happen. So if you're not putting yourself out there, then you don't know who's. You never know who's watching. This is well, This is very true. And, and this is the strangest thing about what's happened to you recently. <laughs> it happened with me and Gary Clark Jr. Gary Clark He's Jr. The other bad cool I, person. I know. Bad, I met, good, I in met a good him way. by accident, kind He's of. So cool. At Montreux Jazz Festival last year. Nice. And then ended up. This is how my life has changed. I went to Montreux Jazz Festival. Um, ended up, I was a bit, I shouldn't say this, it's ru- going to ruin my reputation. I was, I'd had a few drinks and then I got up on stage and played. Mary God knows what Alice I played. Spender or whatever your God knows name what is. I played. Come on, tell us what your middle name is. I mean, I'm not so well behaved that everyone needs to Mary's pretend mom, that I'm please not post 29. in the comment section <laughs> what Mary's middle name is so that when I tell her off, I can sound more like her dad. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> anyway, so Gary Glockini now follows me on Instagram. Really? Isn't that insane? Well, John Mayer still doesn't follow me on Instagram, so that's your. That's all right. You're best friends with him. But I am best friends with him. You don't need to be exclusive on social media, darling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Um, Well, I feel like we need to talk more music and gear and stuff because much as that was an interesting life lesson on you know what you've done on YouTube and where are you at now, subscriber wise? Two fifty? No, two hundred. Two hundred. Just, we'll be at 250 probably by the time this video goes out I mean that's mega <laughs> I know uh, and I know. that's brilliant uh, and that will you know there's a good life to be had and a balance between making music and paying the bills and all sorts so well done that's Thank awesome um, but I'm more interested in when I last saw you or not when I last saw you but when you were last on we did we did a uh, we did, we did a patronising video where I helped you buy a guitar rig because we obviously assumed you knew nothing. Um, but you bought an amp and you bought some pedals, um, and I and I don't think much has changed by the looks of things. So I must have given you well, stellar this is, advice. On this what is to my buy. my little travel setup. Um, I mean, I I don't I haven't been gigging all that much, so I don't have like a huge. Although that pedal board, I'm so envious of that. Oh, you want to see Pete's pedal board? I know, I know. That's the, that's the baby one. That's the it's baby got, like, one. One three times the size of that. I know. I, I've still got so much to to still learn. Like that's what I also like about guitars is like I'll never be an expert mm. in any of it, but I get to enjoy the journey of learning about it. Um, gear wise, I'm on an Orange Rocker 15. Very cool. Which I can see over there, um, and a two by twelve vertical cab. Oh, literally that because I you well, had a combo not, before, didn't not you? Not that cab. Or did you have a TH30 when you came in? Wasn't it TH30 that you liked? Uh, I had a Orange Rocker 32. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and now I've got the head instead of having... I had a combo. Yeah. The st- where it was stereo. Yeah. Um, yeah, pedal-wise, still haven't gone on that pedal show. <laughs> Mick <laughs> to, and Dan, come I on. I know, cool them out. No, um, they're very busy. Uh, I... That's why they haven't invited you on. You only I got know. three pedals. I know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm an abominable human being. Um, uh, I do have this Martin though, which is my pride oh, yes. and joy. Oh yes. So turn it greens. You're using for a bit of distortion, a bit of reverb. I still have it on my pedal board because I wrote a song that has this one specific reverse reverb, Ooh. and 
so I just still have it and also it's sentimental as well because it was like the first YouTube video that did yeah. really well um, Hall of Fame I've added that on and then the Kong Presser I mean I compress all my guitar playing because of playing with my fingers is that um, that's a, just stylistically because it's it's too yeah um, just to even everything too out percussive otherwise or not. yeah yeah I know what you mean well it kind of adds to that sometimes too but um, it just I don't know it just helps it just helps and me. how come that guitar I mean that guitar that was that was with you before you were um, on YouTube uh, yeah and how have you managed to not buy you know like well, 17 more, more guitars guitar? oh, you I do, do have a okay, few okay so guitars. come on tell me through what have you bought uh, since your well I have the Vigier Indus already which is white and have I seen that one? I don't I've know. I don't know. And I just swapped out the pickups, actually. I restored it back to its former glory mm -hmm. um, because it did have the little thunder in it. But because I wasn't gigging anymore, I wasn't really using it. So um, just had that to add something else to my repertoire um, in terms of like studio recordings because that's mainly what I've been working on. I've got the Ernie Ball Music Man St. Vincent limited edition one. Oh, yes. But with I bought the, that November 2017. Wasn't that with the leopard skin? Yeah, it's oh, filthy. wicked. It is so guitar. wicked. It's also signed by her as well, Have which you is met really her? cool. I met her really briefly. She, she wouldn't remember. Cool. She seems really cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. If you ever have her in like here, ice cold I'll just be cold. in the corner being like, hey. Yeah, no, we, we, that, that, would be, <laughs> that would be a cool video. Don't show that. That can't. I can't. <laughs> That will become a 10-second meme. Just go, yeah, it'll just go, St. Vincent. St. Vincent, hey. hey. <laughs> um, I mean, I'd kill to have her on, on Tuesday. She's Talks. cool. She's really yeah. cool. I've seen her a few times now, and, and just that stage show and her band and her way of playing is just very unique, very yeah. cool. And what she's done with that guitar is, is it's outliving her now, which is very, very... For sure. It's the dream, isn't it? Um, what else? I got a Silver Sky. You didn't. I Actually, did. No, I did. I did. Even we haven't got Silver Skies. It's just yeah. like, we got to get Silver Skies. I did get a Silver Sky. Thank you, I'll PRS. I'll ask John next time we're at dinner. Yeah, you and your bestie, John. <laughs> God. Um, what else have I got? What else have I got? People are going to crucify me for not remembering what guitars I have. Um, Strats? Tellys? Les Pauls? Nope. Nope. 335s? Nope. Thinking about a 330. Oh, cool. Thinking. That's Gary Clark Jr. has had that effect on you, I think, hasn't it? I think he, doesn't he have some uh, It's actually Dan. D Dan, Dan of that pedal show has, has he just... Has No, he's just been like, do you know what you need? And he keeps saying it. He's been saying it for two years. And yeah. now I'm like, yeah, I think I, I've been brainwashed. Mm. Um, but I'm thinking of Heritage rather than Gibson. Maybe. Why? Because the Heritage ones are more... Never mind, I can't say that. I don't think I'm allowed to say what, that. more authentic? <laughs> <laughs> they're not, though. But they're so great. They are good guitars, but it's And like... they're kind of underestimated, I think. Yeah, I mean, I everyone goes know. for Gibsons. I, I... Again, I'm going to get crucified for not well, having no, a Gibson. This is, this is what's so great about it. I mean, for me, it's like, if you want a Les Paul... Get a Les Paul. You buy a Les Paul. If you want yeah. a 330, buy a 330. I mean, the only guitar I would say, potentially, if you want a 330 and you don't want to blow all that dough is, is get an Epiphone Casino you know it's yeah. a similar kind of vibe but the neck's way, all way wrong less. for me so just too fat or? too fat like mm. uh, same with Les Pauls like I've never found mm. I mean there's a reason I play this one this has got such a beautiful slim neck like I've got different sized hands to mm. other people so um, <laughs> I have to kind of accommodate for that so when it comes to I found one um, 335 in Normans but it had just been sold and it was probably like God knows how much it was. It right. was like 1960 something. Yeah, and it was money. utterly perfect. I did find a guild in Chicago Music Exchange. Sorry, dirty word. Um, I, yeah, I've never been, but I tell you, you've when, never you been? when you see the pictures of that store on the internet, that is like oh a died and went God. to heaven. It store. is a died and went to heaven moment. Yeah. Um, but I found something in there and it was a 1962 something. And it was $1,000. And I should have bought it, and I didn't because I was like worried about money because I'm yeah. super safe. And um, it had gone the next day when I went in to buy it, and now I still daydream about it. Yeah, I can see you with a, I can see you with a three thirty or a casino or something because they're completely hollow. So you've got this, you know, it's it's nice and lightweight, um, kind of cool sound, different sound, not as thick as yeah. a three three five. You know, just sort of a bit brighter and a bit more jangly. Yeah, it's an interesting sound, and I like. I think. I, think I don't mind heavy guitars though because this one's this one's pretty chunky for what it is. Um, most of mine are. I kind of like having a bit of weight okay. when when I'm stood up on stage and just like. It's because you're playing. young and healthy. 
It's like when you get to my age, obviously anything. That's another thing. That's, that's another thing that's changed since I was last year. I actually go to the gym now. Like, Fair enough. <laughs> that's Good the for thing. You. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to go for next. I don't need any more guitars. I mean, tell who, me about this beautiful acoustic guitar. Because uh, I mean, well, you were playing acoustic, weren't you, when we first met? And I'm trying to remember what it was. This bad boy. It wasn't that though when we first met. Was it, it was what not did, this. I got this earlier have? this year. I had a Tanglewood. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's quite an upgrade. It's quite an upgrade, yes. As long as I don't bash it on camera, there we go. Um, and that's a uh, OM twenty eight. OM twenty eight E reimagined, yeah. So it's got like vintage style tuners, mm. and it's just it's. We just did it. It's a, my songwriting tool. We, we have a new acoustic presenter on Anderson's TV, who's great. A guy called Ben, real mustard smoking hot acoustic mm -hmm. player and we did this um shootout of shapes so we just went so come on what is the old not the ultimate shape i think we went for a super clickbait title of something right. like does size matter you know like cl classic <laughs> anderton's clickbait cheese uh, but we had like a parlor uh, an om a dreadnought and a super jumbo and honestly the om was the it was like it just it was the it was the standout it just yeah. it was great for picking great for strumming beautiful range of of tones and i was like wow i'm surprised that the you know because i think the om sort of lives in the dreadnought shadow you know it's just yeah, it's yeah. A great i've never i've never sat well with dreadnoughts literally like they've never felt comf comfortable mm. um this one rabir actually picked it up and he said oh this is like the perfect and he summed it up really nicely he was like this is the perfect um acoustic for electric guitar players because it's like slim body mm. small body and obviously then it just sounds great like it's a it's a mm. martin and musically um mm -hmm. i mean we played two songs i think i said one hopefully is in this video which was an original yep. song of yours what's yep. that one called i am not yours i am not yours mm -hmm. um how do you feel that that you know musically that or stylistically rather you've developed over the last two or three years then as, as an artist in terms of that kind of music compared to what you were writing? Um, I think I've just sort of forgiven myself that I'm not necessarily going to be who I aim to be, but mm -hmm. instead I can just be myself. So just trusting my instinct when it comes to songwriting. I thought I needed to co-write. I might still need to co-write every so often, but I really like just sort of hiding away and using it as a therapy tool, like writing down my thoughts and feelings. Um, and coming up with guitar parts that aren't necessarily the standard thing that you might hear in a song. Um, and, and sort of growing into my playing, growing into my voice. My voice is like finally sort of matured. So I know my limitations. I know what sounds good. I know where I need to change things up, um, both for guitar and voice. And yeah, just sort of going all in on storytelling, trying to be quite sort of autobiographical when I can be so that it's always truthful to an extent things are dramatized obviously <laughs> um but yeah I've written a, uh, an EP that's six tracks that I started recording in March this year and um I'd sort of pieced it together before then come up with all the songs and then sort of like made sure it all works as a as a cohesive body of work um and then I sort of went on a bit of a soul-searching trip around America and just got to work with some incredible musicians and then came home and and got it all mixed and mastered and artwork done and and now it's finally ready to be out in the world so i'm quite excited about that it's not quite where people might put me mm -hmm. it's quite rocky it's where i want to be up on stage like rocking out um and there is one really intimate acoustic song but most of it's full band and just yeah, it just sounds like me. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't really have to be blues. It doesn't have That's to be cool. rock music. It's just like um, where me should in a band. people go to find that? So there are physical copies available on my website store.maryspender.com, um, and then it's going to be uh, coming out gradually, song by song, online. You've John Mayer, have you? You've decided that that's the best way to, re to, to release an EP, is it just... Well, it's the most manageable way. So I'm not doing it. He did four tracks at a time. I'm doing it actually more in the style of um, some old old friends of mine who are in a band called Oh Wonder. I went to university with Josie. They started a project, released a song every month for a year. Right. And then they blew up into international 
pop stars. Oh, oh One Direction. Is that what happened? <laughs> no. <laughs> they, they would hate you for the comparison. I, it was, as soon as you said it, it was Oh Wonder. Oh, oh Wonder. And I just thought, that's yeah. Oh One Direction. Um, but th- they kind of like started this phase and they, they did really well on SoundCloud. <laughs> okay. That was their launch pad. Um, but for me, it's more like I, I need to make videos around the music. So yes having six tracks out there would be great for people just to listen to but they can buy the physical copy they can get that um if they want to have you made proper music videos to go with each track then i've made i mean this is scary to actually commit to a video but i've made like a 25 minute long video wow is there dancing in it no there's no dancing in it do you dress up as a panda at any point i don't i mean there are other videos of me dressing up i think you've missed a trick there i really do (laughs) I know. I, I still. I quite like that music video. It's so it's awkward. Awesome. It's good. Yeah. It's just so weird. All his music videos are kind of awkward, yeah. so they're good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I um, mean, he he lent in. There. So there's no dancing and no dressing up. In. I mean, I can't promise. I haven't finished editing it, so Fine. I could just put that in just for you. Excellent. Okay. Yes, please. Um, and then I've got a live EP that will back that all up, which is again another 25 minute video, and I'm just kind of experimenting with this thing. <laughs> so new album. Yeah. Music videos touring to support the album. Uh, a few shows here and there, and then hopefully that is the goal. And then 2020, I love the year 2020. I know it's got a certain ring to it, hasn't it? I think I can. It's I've had great clarity of vision around the year 2020. See what I did there? Um, so what is it? <laughs> what is it? What what can we expect from you in 2020? Uh, probably much of the same. I think I'll just try and keep my head above water with all of this and, uh, you know, keep everything going in terms of like weekly uploads, new music. I'll be getting back in the studio in January. So as soon as everything's done and out, I'll be just going back into the studio again with the same drummer and working on new music. And well, please before, well before, well, at some point in 2020, Mm -hmm. please come back and we'll do another one of your tracks or another one of someone else's tracks in your own style. Um, And thank you very much for coming on. And it's crazy. Two years. I can't believe it. Seems like such a short amount of time when you think what's happened and such a long amount of time to go between saying hello. But anyway, look, there you go. Mary Spender, everybody. Uh, Please like and subscribe this channel and also Mary's channel. And I'm sure we'll both see you in a video in YouTube land soon. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.